0: Welcome to our seventh and final session here. We're going to come to what I believe to be the sweetest promise of this entire psalm, and that is that God's grace is sufficient for our shortcomings and failings as as a parent. You see, what the psalmist says uh, is that it's the Lord who builds the house. It's the Lord who is the watchman who stays awake when we're asleep. It's the Lord who is growing and building the city when we've done everything we know how to do and are left with nothing really to do except for hope and trust in the grace of God.
1: We're going to talk about the fallacy of perfection and that if you can just do it right, do it perfectly, everything will turn out the way it should. And that that's what leads to this restless sleeplessness, worrying about um, what if we miss it? Because we are going to miss it. Um, and how that, that thought keeps us from the one thing that will write a beautiful story in our family, and that's the grace of God.
0: You see, ultimately, our hope as parents is not in our perfect parenting techniques. It's in the grace of God. The gospel reshapes everything about parenting, but probably the most important thing it reshapes is, is, is where we trust and where we hope. Um, we're not trusting in our perfect abilities to be a parent anymore. Um, we're trusting in our righteousness to secure our acceptance before God. We trust in God's grace um, for, for, for all those things, um, and especially becomes very pertinent as, as, we, as we think about parenting. Um, we're going to talk about how to develop a, uh, a prayer list in this for your kids, how you can learn to pray with the Holy Spirit. Spirit about what God is doing um, in your kids' lives and to trust in Him. Um, this is going to be a sweet promise. It's one of my favorite parts of this whole of this whole passage. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting into God's word. So we're here at our seventh and final session. Um, we've come all the way through Psalm 127. The first thing that we learned is that we not only need the heart of God, of love for our kids, but we also need the mind of God, because unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Um, the second thing we took a look at was why um, if children are, are our inheritance— why the most important thing for us to teach them is the gospel, and why the home is to be a place where they, they really learn the gospel. Um, I really feel like that's uh, a point that can't be overemphasized enough because um, it just pervades everything else. I mean, with our kids, we just feel like we've got a few years to just stuff them full of the Bible. it in there. Yeah, you know, I think what Charles Spurgeon said, that, you know, I want to stuff my kids so full of Bible that when life cuts them, they just believe God's Word. Um, but that's... Um, That was the second thing we did. The the third thing we did is we looked at the two um, gardens that God grows the kid in, in the gospel. One of them is the home and the other one is the church and why we need to prioritize relationships in both of those things. Um, Then in the fourth session, we asked the question of why God gave us our, our children. And one of the things we learned is he gave us to them like arrows that we are to pull back on the bowstring of faith and launch into the mission of God the purpose of parenting is to is ultimately to let go for the mission of God. Then we took a couple of sessions to just kind of get our mind around the kind of the big ideas for disciplining children and what gospel based discipline looks like. Um, we come now after all that probably to what I hope will be a welcome promise um, in this chapter, uh, Psalm one twenty seven on parenting. One that probably if if uh, you know your, your hearts are prepared for, like mine is after the first six. Um, sessions, and that is the promise of God's grace that He gives to parents. Because ultimately, um, what makes us, if I could put success in air quotes, what makes us successful as parents is nothing that we do in terms of technique. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the grace of God that He has for us. Uh, Listen to this promise. Psalm 127, we'll start again with verse 1, but the promise is really in verse 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain, verse 2, that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Now, I love this principle. What is the sign in this chapter, in in that verse? What is the sign that you're beloved by God? Sleep. Sleep, (laughs) right? Now, hopefully you're not feeling too beloved by God right at the moment because you need to be <laughs> awake. That's how you honor God in this session. But um, it, 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 we don't normally think of it like that. But the sign that you're, you're beloved by God is that you know how to sleep or rest well. Well, you can hear, if you follow the metaphor of building the house and uh, you know, watchmen over the city, when you go to sleep, well, who's, who's, who's growing the crops? If the watchman's asleep, who's watching over and protecting the city? And the answer that the psalmist gives is, well, God is doing that. God is the one who, when you have reached your human limitations and you've done all you can do, God is the one who actually watches over it for you, and he's the one that actually builds the city. Now, that principle applies to a lot of different areas of our life. The principle is that we do what we can. We do as much as we know how to do in, the, um, in faith and in the power of God and then we lay our heads on our pillow at night and we sleep knowing that God is the one whose, whose grace makes up for what we, what we can't do. So it applies a lot of different places, but it's really interesting to me that God taught us this principle in the midst of a chapter in the Bible on parenting.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you can, uh, you can always tell like a brand new parent because they have late nights, all-nighters, late feedings, bedwetting with young kids, You know, so they have the bloodshot eyes, sort of the like haggard look. Um, But there's two different types of sleeplessness. And we're not talking about that here. That's that's obviously taking care of the things you have to take care of then. But there's this other kind of sleeplessness that we are talking about. And that's like when you are um, not able to to rest at night because you feel the strain of carrying that burden, carrying that load that you feel like it all rests on you. And then, if if you did
0: something wrong, then then it's it's going to mess everything up.
1: And so that keeps you awake at night. And that's what God is actually talking about here, that that is not how it's intended to be.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of moms, for example, that are just overwhelmed with just this paralyzing feeling of, oh my goodness, I didn't do this right. Maybe you and I have felt that in this, these past six yeah. sessions. Like, oh, if I'd have done that differently, maybe, you know, but, but that's not really the point. The point is that, is that our hope for success is not in our parenting technique, it's in the grace okay. of God. Yeah. I and mean, here's a great thought. Listen, God cares more about your children and my children becoming what he wants them to be than even I do.
1: Sometimes that's hard to believe because you kind of think, well, if I were God, I wouldn't have put him in, in my charge if that's the case, <laughs> he, <he's laughs>
0: but he got, does. He's got more invested yeah. in the life of our children because he shed his blood for them. I mean, I've given, I've sacrificed for my kids. I've you know, done a lot of things to help grow them up, but but I mean, he actually shed his perfect blood so that we they could be saved. And so that means he's got a, an even greater vested interest in the development of our child than even, than even we do.
1: Elise Fitzpatrick said um, something that I thought was really good in her book, Give Them Grace. How many books that you read, how many articles, things like that, that say like if you do this technique or you do this method of parenting, then you know there's a guarantee that your kids, that's kind of what they're saying in their book, like if you do it this way, then your kids will turn out right.
0: Yeah, here's six things, do them all, and that's a guaranteed success, a recipe for a perfect kid.
1: And it's just, I mean, it seems kind of crazy because God was a perfect father because he's God, and yet a third of his angels left him. So her point is kind of.
0: The only two humans that he created directly, (laughs) Adam and Eve, they both left too.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like, do you really think that you can out technique God in the parenting (laughs) department? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then she says that the really, and this is a great book, Give Them Grace. We both read it. uh, It really helped kind of shape some of our understanding of parenting. She said the really dangerous, um, the really dangerous element of that way of thinking is that it keeps you from the one. Most necessary thing that you really need as a parent, and that is a, a real confidence and a dependence on the grace of God. You know, she points out in this section in 1 Peter where, where the, 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 um, Peter is talking about all the things that we do, you know, to try to keep ourselves walking with God. And, and she says, um, 1 Peter 5 at the end, Peter says, after all this, though, it is God himself who will, his grace is what will, what will sustain you. Yeah. After we've done everything we know to do as parents, after we've read all the books, watched all the videos, done all the sessions, our hope ultimately is in the grace of, of God. Which if, if I could say this to some, um, you know that uh, when I talk to somebody who's a single mom um, or whether they're in a place where they feel like they're, they're one or the other, like the, your, your wife isn't a good mother or your, um, you know, the husband. husband isn't a good father, that's where you can really lean in heavily on the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Because God um, makes up those things by His grace.
1: So if you feel like you've messed up, right. God, He gives more grace. That's what He promises there. In the end, He can he, he can make up for any weakness, any imperfection. That's what He does.
0: Yeah. Places where you've messed up, and I don't want to mean uh, imply that there's not you know cons- natural consequences of it, but places where you have messed up are invitations mm-hmm. for you to lean heavily into the grace of God, which is a deeper um, well than any of us probably ever imagined. It's like when somebody comes to God needing grace, I mean, it just flows out of it. You touch the hem of his garment; it's like he can't even control it. It's just—it's like a reflex. It just flows into into us. Now, the very nature of this point about depending on the grace of God kind of, you know, moves away from a practical application list that I can give you. But if I were to give you one practical step, one way to apply this, it's developing a, a prayer list for your your kids. That's something both Veronica and I have done. I, mean, I actually have it written down on a card for each of my kids that I that I pray through. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to do um, in developing that prayer list is actually listen to God um, in the Holy Spirit for what he is putting on my heart for my kid. Um, we, we, we call it listening prayer. Uh, usually you think of prayer as talking to God, which it certainly is, but, but you know, if the Holy Spirit is praying through us, which scripture teaches that he is, then it makes sense that we would listen to what the Holy Spirit is putting on our hearts for our kids. And that's some of the things I'm trying to write down. Here's a particular burden I have. Here's a hope or aspiration I have for my kid. What you're trying to get to in that is that, you know, that raising your children, raising the next generation is not something we do for God Mm -hmm. as much as it is something we do with God. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if I were trying to summarize all this into one kind of big takeaway, it's it's simply this. Um, When we understand that it's the Lord who builds the house, when we understand that His grace really is sufficient, then as a parent, I can sleep, I can rest. Because I know that when the watchman, me, is not up and I'm resting, who's watching over my kids? Well, God is. When the farmer is not awake early in the morning, who's growing the crops? Who's growing my children? The answer is God is. And God ends up doing a better job than even, than even I would. Um, you know, we want to end this whole um, study. All seven sessions here, we want to end it I'm really in the same place that we started, and that is with the gospel, because what we understand is that the gospel is what leads us to a completely different way of approaching parenting. And if we want to become better parents, then we really ought to just know the gospel more. You know, here's the gospel for us as parents. God does not accept you or me because we are a perfect parent. God doesn't accept me because I'm perfect in anything. God accepts me because of what his son did for me on the cross, what he provided for me and what he gave to me by grace. In the same way, God does not let me have um, a child that grows up to be you know, perfect because of my perfect parenting techniques. What God does is he gives grace as a gift. And so if I depend on, if I lean on my ability to have the right parenting techniques, then I'm ultimately trusting in myself which is the worst thing to do. I need to trust in the grace of God for my parenting. I need to draw closer to God, learn to trust in His grace more and say, my hope for my children is not in any technique I'm developing. It's not in how consistent my character is. It's not in how well I've played every single part of their life. My hope is in the grace of God, which is a river that rushes deep and wide. And is a stream, we can never um, get, our, get, our, get our hearts or minds around. His grace really is sufficient. So what a better place to end than just a great hope in the, in the never-failing grace of God, the steadfast love that endures forever. Why don't we take some time to just pray and to ask God to, to give us grace for, for our families.